This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Devontae Adams, slot right, Matt Collins there as well. First and 10 on the Broncos, 35. Carr, play action again. Looking downfield, lofts it near corner. Adams went over at the five. He walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win. Touchdown, Devontae Adams, to win it here in Denver. Congratulations to the Raiders. I don't know how you leave number 17 wide open. Raiders end the three-game skid. They beat the Broncos today in overtime, 22-16, to move to 3-7 on the season, out of the cellar of the AFC West as the Broncos fall into last place. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. The Raiders just tweeted out 27 seconds ago the Bulldog dynamic duo, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and we'll get George Takata to talk to join the phone lines in a few minutes to talk about that dynamic duo between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams as he's a longtime Fresno, one Fresno State alum, two a, a Fresno sports guy. He's been covering uh, sports in the 559 for a very long time, so he knows all the ins and outs of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and what makes those two special and what they're trying to build up here in Las Vegas. So George Takata will join us in just a few minutes as we get him on the phone line. We'll get right to it, but got a couple of good texts. First of all, Trey and KC hit us up at 69187, keyword R&R, was talking about Danny and his uh, app that he had. What is the name of that gambling app? Uh, he's talking about Barstool. That's the app that, uh, that Danny be gambling on. But there's so many out there that you could use, Trey, that are, are very good. You know, of course, uh, William Hill, uh, the sports books that are all around here, you could definitely uh, use those as well. So <laughs> there's plenty to get to, but it's funny that that caught Trey's attention. What is the name of the gambling app? Also, got a text from the 707. They need to send Perryman to the quarterback more often on passing downs and less coverage. And I like that Sam Webb got burned a bit. He kept fighting, and I know he'll get better. Get him all the snaps we can. And you know what? Sam Webb, it was a guy that I was really paying attention to in that game, wanted to see if he was going to be able to build off of what he did the week ago against the Colts, and he struggled. And the Broncos came out, and they picked on him early, and they picked on him often, and he had some missed tackles. Uh, he did not have a good day, but to the Texas credit, he didn't hang his head. He kept fighting. He kept battling. He kept, you know, doing whatever he did. And there's going to be days like that. You're going to have a bad day. Sometimes it just happens. But he did keep fighting uh, all the way to the end. And so that's, that could be a welcome to the league type moment for him. And now he's just got to continue to build on that. He's just got to say, okay, I know what that feels like. I don't want that to happen again. So that's a good observation right there. Definitely appreciate that text. Uh, also, uh, got another text from the 707. Q, what do you think of giving Cleveland the reps instead of Chandler? When Cleveland was out there, he made more plays than Chandler the Last several games combined. In fact, in the fourth quarter, Chandler had Wilson with both hands and then just half-assed him, let him run off. Chandler Jones plays like a bullfighter, hanging the red towel out, pulling it back, and then lets him run right past. And I think a healthy rotation is good. I really do. I think Clee did some good things on Sunday. Uh, you know, he didn't play the week before for uh, disciplinary reasons, according to head coach Josh Daniels, who, by the way, we'll hear from coming up around 3.30. But... Uh, yeah, I think that a healthy rotation is good. Chandler Jones, I mean, they didn't pay him all that money to have him not, not get any reps, right? He's got to go out there and get some reps. But obviously what we've seen from him so far has been disappointing. I'm sure if he were to speak with the media at some point, he'd probably tell you that, you know, if he's being honest, that the season is a down season for him. It's not what he expected. But I do see effort from him. It's not like he's not giving effort. He's just not, not getting it done, not completing. 
You know how we used to say about Arden Key about, you know, he almost got home, he almost got home? There's multiple times that he almost got home. And then one time that he almost got there, uh, the, the, the young man, Tyler Hall, ended up getting the sack because he basically, Russell Wilson ran right into him. And uh, Hall was able to complete the sack. And that was really based off the fact that Chandler Jones was getting that pressure on him. So he has multiple assists. I don't want to act like he's not doing anything. But he just, you know, hasn't got the numbers that we're looking for as far as the fan base and the media and, and, you know, living up to the contract that the Raiders gave him when they signed him to a big deal as a free agent in the summer. So I think Clee moving forward with, uh, with Chandler Jones with some snaps and Tayshawn Bauer and, you know, some, some a mix like that, I think that that's healthy. I think that that's good and something you'll probably see uh, moving forward. Uh, let's see. Also, we got a text from... Just win, Wendy. Hey, Q, as Harry mentioned this morning, I checked, and there are 11 teams in the NFL who have seven or more losses right now. Not saying the P word, but that win yesterday and the energy of the postgame locker room can carry us forward. On to Seattle. Oh, and please let's get some guys back this week, like Colton and Nate Hobbs. Just win, Wendy. And, Nate, I'm excited about the possibility of Nate Hobbs coming back. If Nate Hobbs makes it back this week, that'll be fantastic. The Raiders need Nate Hobbs. You can see what that defense looks like without him out there and how much better, even though, you know, he's not just some lockdown c- corner. Just the tenacity, the energy, the, 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 the firepower, the want to that he brings to the table, I guess that's the best way to put it. He, he's definitely needed on that defensive side of the ball. And, you know, it's funny. Demond, we spent a lot of time last week. We talk, I mean, the whole team in general. But we spent a lot of time, especially towards the end of the week last week, talking about the defense. And lo and behold, what happens? The defense goes out there and plays, you know, probably a, a half, really half, a second half that they did really well. They make a few adjustments. They go out there and make a few plays, and look what happens. The Raiders have an opportunity to win in the end, and they do it. Exactly, and then we j- just goes to, like, saying the players. I really like that nugget that Ed dropped about Deron Harmon giving, you know, like the speech to the defensive guys, like, hey, yeah. watching film, you guys aren't, you know, having that camaraderie, aren't clapping it up for each other, and those things do make a difference. And shout-out to Deron Harmon. When he left the game, I thought maybe his season was over. When you see someone get carted yeah. out, if I thought that his but for him to even come back into the game and still keep playing, I'm not. I'm not saying that the team rallied around that moment. I don't know what was going on on the sidelines, but if you were on defense and you see Deron Harmon get carted off and come back into the game, that should have been like the moment of we not losing today. I was encouraged that he was going to be okay when he walked to the cart, and then he, you saw him like yelling at the players. You saw him yelling at the team when when he was being carted off I felt like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was originally and then when you saw the replay and you saw that it really looked like nothing had happened you're like well something had to happen and then for them to you know come out and say later that he had cramps and and that's why he was going to the locker room it was so funny when I saw that on the on the broadcast or I saw it on Twitter I think I saw it on Twitter I think the Raiders tweeted out that Jerron Harmon was probable with cramps I said I, I said that out loud and the wife said oh really I got cramps right now give me a card <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. I was like, that's a great that's a great one-liner right now, wife. She said, get me a card. I got cramps right now. So it's probably too much information out there, but it is what it is, man. It was just a, it was a funny moment, but it was good to see Deron Harmon return and how valuable he is. Going back to Raider X's call in the last hour, he's so valuable to the Raiders' defense and what he brings, experience and all that good stuff uh, he brings to the table. So that is, uh, is very important. So, uh, yeah, good stuff right there. Again, we are efforting. George Takata from uh, the 559, been covering sports and 
in Fresno for a very long time. Fresno State alum knows a lot about Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. And as I mentioned that we're efforting him, he is on the phone lines now. And, George, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you. And I wanted to get you on to talk about Carr and Adams and that connection going all the way back to Fresno State that you know very well. But earlier this uh, this football season when the Raiders had their uh, their bye week, Devontae Adams got his jersey retired there at Bulldog Stadium. How big was that? How important was that to see his jersey get uh, get retired there? Well, thanks for having me on, first of all, and uh, it's always great to be on in Vegas. Um, secondly, it was huge. Um, at the time, Fresno State was struggling. Jay Kaner wasn't, uh, wasn't back from his injury yet, so we didn't know the course of how the season was going to go for Fresno State. But they loved Devontae so much. Um, that was sold out anyway for that uh, uh, jersey retirement at halftime, and uh, Derek was there for him too, and uh, turned into a really great celebration, and uh, it's well deserved um, for a record-setting uh, player like that in his two seasons that he was here, and of course Derek had a lot to do with that, but it was Devontae's night, and got a huge ovation. The team was struggling at the time, as you know, and hit the bye week, and so um, I think that made uh, both Devontae and Derek feel real good about themselves uh, uh, when they came off the bye. What did that mean, or how much does that help as far as Fresno State goes and even their you know, recruiting, being able to put up names up there like Derek Carr, like Devontae Adams, like David Carr, to have those names up there retired? Oh, it means everything for recruiting for Fresno State, especially Derek and Devontae. Um, but you also throw Paul George in there, yeah, and you throw Aaron Judge in there, and you've got, uh, you've got a big four that not a lot of people realize that those four guys are Bulldogs. And uh, when, especially um, Devontae, people don't remember that too much. But in Aaron Judge, people all over the country are like, he went to Fresno State, I didn't know that. So when you have a, a big four like that, um, it really does uh, great things for recruiting for those sports and for the other sports as well. So we're very fortunate here to have those four guys, um, you know, especially uh, Derek and Devontae who got it all started. George Takata is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, we're kind of doing like an appreciation show today, and Derek Carr yeah. and Devontae Adams obviously need to be appreciated. You saw the walk-off yesterday from those two guys, yeah. and, and that was something Derek mentioned afterwards, like, hey, we've always dreamed of being able to have that moment, to be able to walk off like that. Did you start to see and have flashbacks of that chemistry that you saw while they were bull, both Bulldogs? Yes, I did. I mean, they weren't walking off like that because they were blowing everybody out here. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but, but I can see, I remember the connections they made, you know, time and time again, going deep, whether it's intermediate routes or deeper routes or whatever. They were just, they were connected from the start. Um, I think Derek has even mentioned that even when Devontae was redshirting, that they would, they would take time to throw after practice with each other because Derek realized how special Devontae was going to be. Um, so you can see that connection. And, you know, the friendship builds, the chemistry builds, the trust, and builds it up to where, you know, what happened in Denver yesterday. And it was fun to see, um, you know, as a Bulldog, as a fan of those two guys, and, as, and covering them when they were both in college, uh, brought back a lot of great memories of, of seeing them do that uh, at this level and then seeing them perform at the highest level um, and getting the Raiders a win because the Raiders are my team, as you know. Yes. So um, that made me jump up and down even more. So it's 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 really exciting for me in, in all those levels. You know, you mentioned the friendship, and, and, and that is a special friendship. Carr's mentioned it multiple times. Devontae's mentioned it multiple times. How did mm -hmm. you see that friendship kind of build while they were there at Fresno State? Like, what, what made those two guys, besides the fact that Derek is the quarterback and Devontae is the wide receiver, what made those two guys bond like they did? Um, I just think they're both kind of the same, similar personalities. Um, you know, very motivated, hard workers. You can see that from the get-go in practice. After practice, with you know, 
even at that, in, even in those days, you know, they were working out afterwards and, and communicating all the time. And, and in between those communication times and the times that I got to be there at practice, because they would close it after a certain time, um, you would see them just laughing and getting along and always standing by each other when they were stretching out and, and always talking um, in between reps. Um, so you can see something was building there. But Derek had good chemistry with all of his receivers. That's why he was such the record-setting quarterback that he was um, when he was throwing to not just Devontae but the Isaiah Burses of the world and, and, uh, and Josh Harpers of the world. But, um, but with Devontae, it really was special because they really did um, establish a record-setting connection right. at Fresno State. Um, but you could, they had similar personalities, and the work ethic was off the charts, and, and they became, I think, best friends through, through that hard work and working overtime with each other. Well, they're working overtime now here in Las Vegas with the Raiders trying to get that chemistry and everything on the same page. George Takata, again, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness, my man DeMond's got one for you. Going back to that big four you mentioned with Paul George, Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr, was there any crossover between uh, maybe even two (laughs) of the four or three of the four being on the campus at the same time? You know, I think Aaron was the last one to leave. But I think that at some point they were all there at the same time. Now, don't quote me on that because Paul, Paul, Derek, and Devontae are the same age. And I think Aaron is, is right by They're all at like 29, 30, 31. Paul might be the oldest one of them all. But I think there was a time where they were all there together. And Fresno State had this, what they should do is get them all together for a photo shoot during the All-Star break because that's when they can all be together is when baseball's on its All-Star break. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only time they could all get together for something like that. Um, but I think there was a time where we were just spoiled as sportscasters. Oh, we, you know, Derek and Devante season over. Well, we're going to go cover Paul now. Oh, Paul's done. We're going to go cover Aaron now. So um, I think Aaron was last, but there, maybe for like a year they were they were all together at the same time. And I know Paul George and Derek and Devante were there at the same time because they're about the same age, twenty nine, thirty. George, All right. If if I'm I'm sorry, Demond. If I'm correct, Aaron won a a, a title right there with, at Fresno State. Didn't they win the the College World Series there? They, he was not here for that. He came okay. after that. Okay. So we, for the bonus, they won the national championship, and then they recruit some guy from, named Aaron Judge. Um, so we were spoiled <laughs> with baseball for a while. So they won. They won some conference titles with uh, with Aaron after the world after the national championship. When Derek and Devontae were at Fresno State, obviously leading the nation in, you know, that touchdown connection. And this season now, Devontae Adams is second in touchdowns, only behind Travis Kelsey. Is there, like, a chemistry that they have when it comes to just those two finding the end zone that's special and that you didn't see from anyone else in college? Uh, you know, in college, you, you saw all the – Derek threw so many damn touchdown passes there in college. But uh, you, can, you can just – he had great chemistry with everybody, as I mentioned. But with Devontae, you know, it's like – any 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 pass play could go to the end zone with them, or a quick out, a slant, uh, a hitch and go, a post. I mean, every time Devontae touched the ball, we were like, "Well, here he goes." You know, <laughs> you always you always expected something at least going fifteen to twenty yards at least. Um, but you know that that connection when I see it now, you know they're at the line and they're looking at each other. I think I can kind of see them eyeballing each other, and it goes back to when I saw them in the huddles shooting video on the sideline. Oh, man, got that look in their eyes. Uh, especially that Chiefs game when Devontae put his hand up for the bomb at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. I saw Devontae do that so many times at Fresno State. Like, I'm, I'm open. Throw right. me the ball. Um, that, that brought back some flashbacks, some good memories, too. George Takata is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, you know, one of the things I started off the show saying is I don't know how 17 gets so open. I mean, and he, <laughs> on that on that walk-off touchdown, was so wide open. George, did his was his route running that precise when he was in college, or is it something that he's just continued to grow and grow and grow? 
I'm pretty sure it's continued to grow, but it was really crisp here. His coach here, receivers coach, I think his name was Keith Williams. I think he's with the Ravens right now. Okay. Um, he, he credits Coach Dub with a lot of that that started at Fresno State. And uh, if you ask him, if you get the chance, you just ask him about Coach Dub at Fresno State and what he meant to him at this level. And he still talks to him to this day about about um, about his craft. And, of course, he has Edgar Bennett with the Raiders now, yeah. who he was with in Green Bay. So he has that connection, too. But it was really sharp here in college at this level. But he's taking it to a whole different level in the NFL. I mean, the things he does off the line are just mind-boggling. And yeah. he gets he gets open because of that route running, all the work that he puts in in the offseason. I mean, I'm not surprised he's getting open, but um, that open, like yesterday on Sertan, that was, that was some crazy stuff. Right, exactly. And Sertan is one of the up-and-coming, you know, DBs in the league, and he just kind of made him look he – lo- he made him look like me, bad. <laughs> right? He made me <laughs> – well, he, ma- <laughs> he, he, he joined the club yesterday. Yes. There's a lot of DBs that he makes look bad, including guys like Jalen Ramsey and – and yeah. the like. He just gets up for those kind of guys. Um, it's the best against the best, and he usually comes out on top, so um, it's it's impressive. And hopefully these, these catches and touchdowns we're talking about you know, equal a, a long winning streak here at the end of the season for the Raiders. they got an uphill climb, but uh, you never know. They've been in so many close games that you know they could turn it around and hopefully get on a win streak and get some momentum, and then who knows after that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, look, they got three wins right now, and the Chargers are right in front of them with five. And so, I mean, you know, they just got to take it, you know, game by game, brick by brick, and see what happens at the end of things. And so, George, when you saw Derek Carr and you saw that emotion that he had last week against Indy following mm-hmm. that loss, what were you thinking as a guy who, well, you know him going back all the way to uh, back to college? Yeah, I, I think that's that that emotion is not surprising to me, but it wasn't. Uh, it, uh, the emotion that I saw in college was more of like, you know, fired up. With, there was a, a bowl game against USC. He was really pissed off in the locker room. And there's, I think there's a clip on it somewhere. And he doesn't cuss or anything like that, but he gets mad mm-hmm. and he asserts himself in a different way. He's not right. going to be like a somebody who's going to go, you going to cuss you from here to next week and say, get your act together. He does it in a different way. Um, but to see that, that, I think that's nine years of frustration, to be honest. Nine years of, of dealing with multiple everything different yeah. situations like last year's frustration and then having guys, some guys not buying in possibly on this year's team and just knowing the potential that's there and to be at the record they are now. I think it's just a, an accumulation of everything. I think you saw nine years of emotion come out last week. And then uh, yesterday was just an entirely different amount of emotion in a positive way. Yeah. You mentioned um, that going back to Fresno State and something that's been like a key word around here these past couple of weeks has been fun. You know, Devontae Adams mentioned that it just wasn't fun, you know, in these following losses, you know, especially with that coach loss. No fun on the field, no fun in the locker room. And Sunday is supposed to be the most fun day of the week. Taking it back to Fresno State, how much fun do you think that Devontae and Derek were having out there on the field together? Oh, it was video game fun out here, man. Uh, let me tell you, like, <laughs> I mean, Derek was calling his own plays. Um, if you saw like the the John Gruden's quarterback show that he used to have, like he would use hand signals and and he got free reign of, of running that offense, um, Tim DeRuiter's offense. And so um, I was not surprised at at the, at the amount of in, intelligence that Derek has shown uh, in the NFL when it comes to reading defenses and and, and doing things like that. Um, so you know, it's what those two are doing. Uh, at this level, hopefully they can, like like I said, get on a win streak and all that good stuff for the Raiders and Raider Nation and for you, know, you and me. <laughs> it would be fun to see. Um, yes. But, 
you know, they're just, they're just uh, they could turn it around. They've, they've got a little bit of time, but time is running out. Yeah, no, it is, and it's been a tough season, but, I mean, that's why you, you really enjoy the, the days like this when you can talk about a victory, especially the way they were able to get it over an AFC West opponent. So, finally, uh, George, when you when Derek Carr steps up into the pocket or he moves uses his legs a little bit and then lets that thing rip, it's almost like he's laser-focused. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, yep. it's a dime. I mean, that's something that, yep. to me, I'm really impressed when he's able to do that. Was that something that yep. you saw from him consistently in Fresno State? All the time. I mean, he would roll out left, roll out right. But he got so much good protection here at Fresno State. He didn't have to do a lot of that. Right. There wasn't a lot of scrambling running around Derek Carr. He had an unbelievable offensive line here. Um, just kind of like when he first got to the Raiders when he had Hudson and Gabe Jackson and mm-hmm. Donald Penn and, and those guys uh, blocking for him, Austin Howard. Um, his line at Fresno State kept his jersey really, really clean. But when he steps up like he did in Kansas City, um, like when he did um, – yesterday and he can just you know step up in the pocket rear back and fire that thing that's when he's at his best and it's not like he's slow he can run you saw the run against the broncos the 20 yarder in vegas yep i mean i don't think josh wants him to run a lot but i think he should run a little more kind of keep the defense honest and 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 utilize his speed he's a fast guy and uh i know he's getting up there he's at 30 now he's an old man (laughs) but uh right (laughs) but i think if he moves up in the pocket more get some protection get some time like any other quarterback It'd be really effective, and especially if he if he runs just a little bit more, um, I think that uh, they would they would have a lot more success. But that's yeah. just me. I'm not the coach, so no, I, I'm not the coach either. But uh, I, I like <laughs> it, man. When he steps up in that pocket and throws that dime down the middle of the field, uh, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. It's, it's one of the best yeah. balls in the league. So uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Well, George, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Again, wanted to catch up with you and talk a little Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and their time at Fresno State. We definitely appreciate you. Well, I mean, I know you're at Reedley College. You're doing that. Mm. You, you morning <laughs> sports anchor at KMJ. Uh, what's George Sakata doing these days besides traveling the world? Well, uh, what I'm doing is when I'm not cheering for the Raiders, I'm cheering for Josh Allen because he went here in 2014. Yeah. So um, uh, whenever the Raiders are eliminated, I always say I've become a, I've become a Buffalo Bills fan, but not until then. <laughs> but uh, I'm here on campus now and, uh, you know, just getting things ready for registration for the spring semester and, and just hoping to get enrollment up because we've been dealing with some COVID enrollment issues. But, you know, things are good here in Central Cali. And uh, just having fun with the job and enjoying life after TV. But I am still on the radio, still kind of got my toe dipped in the water in, in your world. And so I can still do that, which makes it fun. There you go. And I hope uh, the Raiders have. I hope the Raiders continue to have as much fun as they did yesterday. And that starts again in Seattle. So let's get a win streak going. There you go. Hey, that's a great mic drop moment. Let's get a win streak start, <laughs> started right there. George, thanks so much for your time. I really do appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. And we'll talk soon. You're welcome, guys. Thanks so much, and happy Thanksgiving. All right, you too, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. George Takata right there, Reedley College, uh, longtime uh, sports TV anchor there in, in the 559, been covering Fresno State, was a Fresno State alum, uh, does a little radio. Uh, you never really get out of the business. Even when you get out of the business, you never really get out of the business. You can't help yourselves. But, uh, man, he's, he's doing some really good things and definitely appreciate him for giving us a few minutes to share some of his memories of uh, the D.C. to D.A. connection there in uh, in Central Central uh, Cali at uh, Fresno State with the Bulldogs. 3.27 is the time. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We met with him earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We'll talk about the victory and some of the key players, including Max Crosby, including Josh Jacobs, including Devontae Adams, and more. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Second down on their own 29. The handoff to Melvin Gordon, and he's Ooh. drilled 
Denzel Perriman burst through the middle of the line and put his helmet right in his midsection back at the 28-yard line. Oh, you don't see that that often. I had to react to that one. I hated to cut across your partner, but that was a fierce tackle. I love it getting downhill and, yes, put his helmet right in the center of Gordon's chest and drove him back. Nice open field tackle by number 52. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. You hear Big Lincoln getting excited there on the call. Him and Jason Horowitz talking about Denzel Perriman's big hit on Melvin Gordon. And it felt like Denzel Perriman was flying all around the field. Max Crosby, we know, is flying all around the field. Certain guys, man, they really they really showed up and showed out, in particular for that Raiders defense on, uh, on Sunday. Definitely appreciated them. I uh, had a couple tweets that I wanted to get to. Uh, Manuel hit us up and said, Q, where did this kid come from? Hall, he played well for the Raiders. Talking about Tyler Hall, he was actually activated from the Raiders practice squad on Saturday, and he came up with a sack on Sunday. Uh, he's a guy that's been around the league for just a little bit. Actually won a ring last year with the Rams. Uh, obviously, he didn't have a, a major role or anything, but uh, he's been around the league since 2020. Uh, he was in the practice squad with the Falcons, the Rams. They had waived him, and then all of a sudden they signed him back, and uh, he won a ring last year with the Rams, and now he's with the Raiders. So, uh, don't know, you know, what he's going to bring to the table. He's a nice little cornerback. Uh, obviously, he's someone that they uh, had their eye on, and they felt like that he can maybe provide a little something, something. I don't know what he's going to do moving forward. Don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, continue to build on that or whatever, but he was good for Sunday, that's for sure. And that sack that he had uh, cleaning up Chandler Jones's uh, pressure that he got on Russell Wilson I thought was a big deal. Also got a tweet from Rick Appleseed. He said, Q, the big four all went to Fresno State at the same time, and so did I, LOL. Man, that's, that's a, a plethora of riches right there, right? Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Paul George, and uh, Aaron Judge. It doesn't get too much uh, better than that. I mean, it really doesn't. To have that kind of representation in all the major sports, that is fantastic. And that's funny. Aaron Judge actually went there after they had won the, uh, the College World Series. So he didn't win that, but he was there right after that. So, hey, here's your reward. You win the College World Series, and, by the way, you get this phenomenal player named Aaron Judge. Good stuff right there. Uh, also got a text from Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, it says, happy Raider Victory Monday. I'm giving the game ball to our kicker, Carlson. The prior three games, he was quiet with only three field goal opportunities. To kick two 50-yarders isn't easy. Carlson came through for us. It's been long-weighted victory, and that's on the reel. Yesterday's victory over the Broncos is special. To sweep them again, but most importantly, uh, give the Raiders team a lift in the right direction. Winning cures these headaches, and I truly hope this jump starts our Raiders in the right direction. This honesty feels great. I'm enjoying this win, as should all of Raider Nation. I'm ready. I'm already looking forward to the Seahawks now. Let's keep this momentum going. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray, and uh, Raider, Raider at T had hit us up and said, but the momentum, LOL. So uh, there you go. Talking about you, DeMond, when it comes to momentum. We all know that you're the guy who believes in all the momentum here on the show. I mean, they had a great win, but that momentum isn't going to carry over to Seattle. Okay, well, you I'm never, just saying. I'm just saying. That momentum ca carried over from the locker room to the second half, that's for sure. I don't, I don't know how much it'll carry over a whole week, but it carried over a half, that's for sure. You cannot tell me. I don't care who you are. You can't tell me that what Max Crosby did right before halftime Blocking that field goal and getting that juice to the side to that sideline didn't carry some weight when they came out of the locker room in the second half. You can't tell me that, Doc. I'm sorry. You can't. I'll give you that one. 
<laughs> exactly. No doubt. Matter of fact, uh, let's go into some uh, Josh McDaniel sounds. He, he met with us earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. There's only a couple of us there because the rest of the team is really, or not the team, but the uh, the beat writers and everybody is still traveling back. Ed Granny got back, but Vinny wasn't there. Heidi wasn't there. You know, a lot of folks weren't there because they were traveling. It was really Paul Gutierrez, Sam Gordon, um, Mark Anderson, and myself. We were the and uh, Levi, Levi Edwards as well. So it was only a handful of us there. But let's go down to the sound that I, I asked Josh McDaniels about that uh, blocking kicks. But about Max Crosby getting that block and, and how big that was as far as the energy and the juice and even got Josh McDaniels fired up right before halftime. What did that mean for the team? We've talked about that a lot, Q. Like, uh, you know, we work on that every week. And literally we work on the actual act of blocking them. Um, you know, now the punter and kicker don't like to do it because they get the ball, you know. But we actually go through it because it's it's different than you think. Like the first time we started doing it in practice, you know, the guys will the guys will close their eyes and look away like something's going to hit them in the face. You know, they got a helmet on. And, you know, and so they've actually now gotten more comfortable doing the drills. And we've talked a lot about it. Like I'm not sure there's a play in football that creates that kind of energy. You know, when you block a punt, when you block a field goal, I mean, it's like a complete shift in the momentum. You know what I mean? And we know how big of a play it is. And if you actually get a punt block, you know what I mean? Like, that's a huge one because now you have a chance to score. So um, I think our team has completely bought into, you know, the the effort that we need on those plays uh, because it's not easy to get them. It isn't. I mean, they don't. there's not that many blocked every week in the National Football League. But uh, if you can get one, man, does it change the game? And, and I think our sideline actually reacted that way because we've actually talked about it. Like, if we get one of these, like, you're going to see it on the sideline. And it, it did. It, it, we had some energy at halftime because I think that swing was important to us. It really was. I thought that that was the most important play. I know it only stopped the Broncos from scoring three points, but that really that play blocking the field goal and just Max's effort down there by the goal line, punching that ball out from Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon got released. If you're just now tuning in to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920, the Broncos released Melvin Gordon earlier today. I mean, that's, he's put the ball on the ground multiple times this season, uh, earlier this season against the, the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium, and Amik Robertson took it to the house, a little scoop and score. But basically, the, the Raiders kicked him out the club, man. They, 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 they got him fired on his day off. Right? I mean, literally, and I'm not trying to make a joke about it. I'm being serious. Like, they literally, Max Crosby, that effort that he gave literally got him fired on his day off. And we're a little bit going backwards here, DeMond, as far as the sound goes. But here's Josh McDaniels just talking about Max Crosby and the effort that he brings every single play. Remember, Raider Nation, this is a guy who already got paid, not a guy that's trying to get paid. A lot of times you see this effort from guys in a contract year. This is a guy who just signed his deal, and he's out there outworking everybody. Here's McDaniels talking about Max Crosby. He has an incredible um, knack for making the right play. I mean, that's what that was. I mean, the fumble, I mean, he, he targeted the ball in traffic and then got it out. And, you know, that was a really, really good play um, uh, on Max's part. I mean, I wish we would have recovered the ball there. I mean, that's what I think we were all trying to do there. But um, really aware in that situation, you know, down inside the low red zone, kind of needing a, needing a stop or needing a play to be made there. Um, you know, against a guy that had had fumbled before, you know, somewhere in that vicinity. So he was very, um, you know, I think he was just in the moment on that one and then got his hand right up in the, the line of flight on the kick. Um, but I think none of those plays happen without his, without his effort. 
you know if he wasn't playing his butt off on every single snap those things wouldn't happen you know and he's blocked sometimes and then gets off a block and chases a play down and um, you know, and I think just he doesn't get enough credit. He Everyone sees him play hard, but that's why he's around so many plays and has a chance to make them is because he just plays at an elite level relative to his effort on every snap. There's Josh McDaniels talking about Max Crosby and his effort, and I'll tell you right now, man, I'll take a team of guys that give effort. Now, you need talent. Let's not, let's not make it, you know, let's not get it twisted. You need talent as well, but if you give maximum effort, you know, all the time. If you're like a Max Crosby, and that's why he's so rare, because he does. He just goes, goes, goes. You always hear about guys that, oh, he might take a playoff here, he might take a playoff there. Max doesn't know what a playoff is. He just doesn't. You know, he just he, – he literally is going every single play. I mean, hell, they, they changed the Pro Bowl now, right? I mean, he went – he was going as hard as he could in the Pro Bowl this past year. I mean, he just can't help himself. He, he knows one speed, and that's it. And that's what I can really respect, and that's what's made him so special from going from a fourth-round pick, a guy that was uh, going to have to work really hard to make the roster, to now being the leader of the roster. Another guy who is special, obviously, is Devontae Adams. We talked to George Takata a little while ago about Devontae Adams, but here's Josh McDaniels on what makes him so special and just showing what he's been able to do in a short time with the silver and black. But I feel like we learn a little bit more and more about Devontae each and every week with the way that he plays, the style he plays, the routes that he runs. But here's McDaniels talking about Devontae Adams being special. He's, I mean, he's his, um, you know, I've, I, I've mentioned a few other guys that I've coached that are pretty good, and um, he's a different, um, he's a unique player and uh, very difficult uh, no matter where you put him. Um, and I think the thing that makes Devontae uh, very special is just up here, he can, he can think, process, understand um, the way he's being covered, the way people are playing him, leverage. Uh, route technique, setting up his routes, um, doing a lot of different things that allow him to get open and be special, you know. And I think sometimes when young players come into the league, they think it's all skill and talent, and that's part of the equation. There's no question. But I think the other part that he's really mastered is his ability to set people up, and he's got great savvy and instincts, great awareness. Um, and, I, you know, like the last play, I mean, it was uh, – it, that doesn't happen if he doesn't set it up the right way, you know, and really get the corner leaning to go across the field. And um, but he understands that, you know, and so um, he, he just he's a special player. He really is. There's Josh McDaniels talking about Devontae Adams and him being special. And that's the thing about it, man. You can get guys that will come into the league and be the most athletic dudes. You can get guys that come into the league and be the fastest dudes. But you don't always get guys that are so smart that they know how to beat you before the play even happens. Devontae Adams wins at the line of scrimmage before the ball's even snapped a lot of the times. Because he's one of those guys that will study. And he knows, okay, he's lined up like this. This is how this defender is going to try to play me. And I'm going to do this, that, and the other, and I'm going to find a way to get open. I started the show saying I don't know how the hell he gets open like that. That's because he's using his brain. Between the ears is what, what he's doing so special to allow him to get open. Like he knows throughout the course of a game how a Pat Sertan, a young dude, is playing him. Okay, he's playing me like this. He's a little overaggressive. Okay, I'm going to get him to bite here. I mean, that's just what the greats do in every sport. You don't always have to be the most athletic dude. Of course, that helps. But – He's not the fastest guy out there. He's not the guy that's going to jump the highest, but he's going to go out and make the play. He also made a hell of a play throughout the course of the game when the ball was up in the air and Devontae Adams went up there and swatted it down. Could have been an interception. Could have been a turnover. Could have been a, a huge, 
Huge loss for the Raiders. But he swatted the ball down. He knew the moment. He, he realized what was going on and said, you know what, instead of just natural instincts for someone is to what? Go up and try to catch the ball. Instead of going up and trying to catch the ball, he said, hell no, I'm going to be the best defender. And he knocked the ball down. That also is, is knowing the situation, not allowing it to be too big for you, and just using your brain on what's the best situation for the team. Let me go and knock this ball down. So uh, everything that, that we continue to see, I knew he was a great wide receiver before the Raiders got him. There's no doubt. But when we get to see him every single week like we do now, you actually really get to appreciate how good Devontae Adams is. Final soundbite that I want you to hear. Again, we're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is Monday Night Football action. The 49ers and the Cardinals, they'll be in Mexico City tonight squaring off on these TVs, and you can come on by, get hooked up with tons of prizes that we have, and, uh, of course, drink specials, food specials all night long. But the final soundbite I want you to hear is about Josh Jacobs and what he's been able to do not only this season, but just throughout the course of really his career. But, I mean, we're focusing on this season and the rest of this season. So here's Josh McDaniels talking about Josh Jacobs. He's uh, very valuable. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's a really, really good player um, and in every aspect. Um, and the, the, I have said this before, but I, to me, one of the most impressive things about him is he never asks to come out of the game. And I've, I've, I've coached for a while, and, um, you know, that's a tough position to play and never come out, you know, because you're getting hit a lot and you get banged around and guys are falling on you and, you know, all the rest of it. And um, he's got this incredible football endurance um, about him. And uh, he just he, – he runs in there. He takes a bunch of hits. He doesn't even look to the sideline. And uh, it took me – honestly, it took me a few weeks to get used to that. Because you know you're you're normally thinking like you know you're going to be subbing backs you know quite quite honestly pretty regularly, and um, I'm used to that from my recent past where we used a lot of different backs. But this guy just gives you such a high level of confidence in him, and never never appears to be winded or tired. And uh, and honestly, I think it's better as the game goes on. You know, so um, he's a we're really fortunate to have this guy. He's a, he's a really good football player. Josh McDaniels talking about Josh Jacobs. And you know, it's so funny when he took over the team, we all said, especially when he went and drafted a couple running backs and signed a couple, said, hey, it's going to be running back by committee, running back by committee. And a lot of people think that we are just BSing them because Josh Jacobs is getting all the carries. The number two rusher for the Raiders is Derek Carr. Derek Carr has 67 yards rushing. Josh Jacobs has 930. So it's not even close. But you heard Josh McDaniels right there. That's what he's used to. It's just not what's happening this year. Because Josh Jacobs is not allowing that to happen. Josh Jacobs don't want to come off the field. He don't need to come off the field. He's doing everything on the field to get it done for the silver and black. And it's been very impressive. And I don't know what that's going to mean moving forward. Are they going to sign him to a contract extension? Or is he going to end up playing somewhere else? Who knows? But I'll tell you what. He's put the goods out there on film. So you've got to give credit to Josh Jacobs. 3.46 at the time. We're at the Underground Lounge here inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night. Monday night football will be on these TVs. We got the prizes. We got the Hop Valley. We got the Hazy IPA. We got the T-shirts. We've got the Hooters 2023 calendars. We've got everything you need plus food and drink specials and a good atmosphere and a good time. Come on by. We'll uh, throughout the course of the evening while Monday Night Football is on the TVs. Again, the Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers from Mexico City. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, Coach Judd Thrash, head coach at Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas. 
the home of Tim in Texas, who calls us quite a bit. He was at the Raider game versus the Broncos, not Coach Thrash, but Tim was. Called us a little earlier in the show, telling us he was making his way home. So, again, Tim, be safe out there on those roads. But excited to talk to Coach Thrash. Coming to the top of the hour, we're going to be talking all things Max Crosby. And uh, he coached him in high school with Texas high school football. And uh, it's funny that somehow these things all kind of intertwine with each other. And, you know, I'm able to spend 10 years of my life in uh, in Texas covering Texas high school football and uh, ran across Coach Thrash a few times and know about Colleyville Heritage. And that's where they uh, they cross paths, him and Max Crosby. Now he's there at, like I said, Monterey High School. But uh, saw him grow from high school to Eastern Michigan to now the NFL and just seen him grow. So we'll talk all things Max Crosby coming up at the top of the hour with Coach Judd Thrash of Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas. But right now, speaking of Max Crosby, Heidi Fang, Vinny Bonsignor, Adam Hill, a few others had an opportunity to catch up with Max Crosby in the Raiders locker room following the game last night, following the victory versus the Denver Broncos, and here's that conversation. It's the little things in football, that you know, the tiny little details between winning and losing, and um, you know, I feel like that's something we've been missing, just our energy, going out there, playing for each other, playing with passion. Uh, it's something like that, like that requires no talent. Um, that makes a difference between winning and losing because everybody's talented in this league. Everybody's good. Everybody knows football. Everybody knows how to play football. It's just there's the little details that, that separate teams. And, um, you know, I feel like we just had juice today, and um, we got to keep doing that, you know, and it started in practice uh, on Wednesday. So we just got to keep going. Speaking of that energy and juice, uh, you guys hadn't had a lot of success on the road this year. It seemed like you were obviously fired up after the, the, the walk-off touchdown running off the field. Just what, what's it like running off someone else's field with a win? Was it nice to feel that feeling again? There's none better. There's none better, um, especially against them. You know, every time we play a division team, we want to take them down. So uh, getting two against them is a great feeling. Obviously, it's a team win, but for you all as a defense, I mean, it's your best performance of the season. Do you feel like this is kind of be a, a building block for you all to have some improvement moving forward? Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, we did it. Uh, we, I feel like we played really good in the second half, and uh, we just got to keep keep building every day. You know, we can't look too far in the future. We got to, you know, get a get a workout tomorrow, get our bodies back together, um, and just slowly build and, and keep and continuing to trust the process. That's what it's really all about. So, uh, yeah, you know, we we can't like I said, you can't get too high, too low. But um, this is a big big moment for this team in this locker room, and uh, we just got to keep going. The juice and the energy that you talked about that developed kind of during the week, like who, how did that come about with the team? How did it start to gel? Yeah, it started, you know, with uh, Duran. You know, Duran pointed it out, uh, and uh, I think it was Wednesday, and we just showed the film, like guys making plays and not everybody, you know, hyping them up and showing them love, and uh, you know. That's just a credit to who he is. You know, Duran's won Super Bowls. He's a great player, a vet, um, and he, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, he's he's there for the team no matter what. He always puts the team first, and uh, you know, he pointed that out early in the week, and we just you know took it as a challenge because you know, I, me personally, I like having fun and you know having energy. That's like I feel like it's such an important part of the game, and um. You know, if I can help my teammates, if Duran can push guys in the back end and we could all just do it and play for each other, like, that's when you start playing well and start putting days together and putting good games together and ha- not just a quarter but a half and a whole game. And, you know, you've seen a little bit of that today, so we just got to keep going. There's uh, Max Crosby in the locker room following the win over the Denver Broncos, and you heard him right there reference Deron Harmon. And, Demond, you brought that up earlier that Deron was able to, to, to point it out. And, again, I talk about Deron Harmon and his film study just to line up players and say, hey, this is where you need to be on this alignment. This is where you need to be. The, the play could come your way. You can come up with a big play right here. But that's something else that, that Max Crosby just pointed out that, 
that Duran saw in film study and pointed out to the rest of the guys in film study. Where's the juice? Where's the sidelines? When a play is made, where's the excitement for, for your, your brother, your teammate? And it wasn't there. That's something, and I know a lot of Raider Nations called in and texted in throughout the course of the last three weeks when they were on a losing streak and saying, hey, I don't see no juice on the sideline. Jerron Harmon had to point that out to him as a veteran. He could do that. He has the right to say, hey, guys, you have to support your team. When a guy makes a play, man, if you're not in the game, you're the most important cheerleader on the team. I mean, and that's, that's the absolute honest-to-God truth. If you're not in the game for whatever reason, if it's offense is on the field and the defense is on the sideline, you need to be the most important and the biggest cheerleader for your teammates because that goes a long way, and that's what Deron Harmon was pointing out. I don't know what they do this upcoming week against Seattle. I just know what they did yesterday, and what they did yesterday was find a way to get a dub. Now you go to Seattle and you try to do it again. That's what you try to do, and that's how win streaks, as Lincoln Kennedy points out, that's how win streaks start. Not saying that they're going to go and win seven in a row and go ten. I'm not saying any of that. Week by week, that's all it's got to be. Week by week, game by game, and see what happens. But it's pretty stinking nice to hear some positivity coming out of the locker room, to see those guys celebrate, right, to see Derek Carr walk in the locker room, and you see that video the Raiders put out, and everyone's chanting his name, DC, DC, fired up, yelling and screaming. Yeah, you think Derek Carr don't have that locker room? That video will tell you he does. Think Josh McDaniels? Uh, has, has, has some juice in that locker room, that video would tell you that he does because they were celebrating with him too. Let's not get it twisted. They were celebrating with him as well. So, uh, you know, again, you got to take this victory. You got to be excited about it and, 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 and take it for what it is. Like Max Crosby said, don't get too high, don't get too low. Just build off that, and that's all that those players in the locker room can do. But speaking of Max Crosby, a guy that saw him early on when he was a youngster, when he was still a high schooler, Judd Thrash, Coach Judd Thrash, he's now at Monterey High School in Lubbock, Texas. He'll join the show next as we kick off hour number three. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920.